Hey everybody, you're listening to Holding Down the Fort with me, Alejandro Soto. Uh, let's see, it's Sunday, Sunday afternoon, holy cow. Uh, last night was the night market. It, <laughs> so I apologize if I sound a little, a little ragged. It was a, it's always a, a fun but a long day, I'll say that. So I'm going to make this quick for the intro. Um, got my musical compatriot Murky on the show today. We had a really nice conversation. She played some really wonderful songs of hers. So tune in, stick around to the end of the show to hear those. Uh, let's see, what have I got coming up? I think, uh, what's the next thing I'm doing? Oh yeah, we've got an ecstatic dance at Silver Birch. That's Sunday, September 3rd. Then we've got Easy Steppin', that's uh, Pumas and Orion at the Garden on August, on September 9th, uh, and Julia's doing a, um, a painting series, she's done a bunch of paintings and is going to be talking about them at the show before we play our music, so definitely come check that out, tickets are on sale now, you can get those at the link down below. And then the week after that, I'll be singing and playing guitar at the Bar Street Farmer's Market. That's Saturday, September 16th. So, uh, yeah, come hang out. There's stuff going on. And I hope to see you there. I hope you're taking care of yourself. Hope you're, you're eating well and getting enough sleep at night. Uh, sometimes just doing that is a fucking struggle. But... We're on the right side of the dirt. If you're listening to this, that means you're alive and that you have not yet died. So I'm happy for that fact because, you know, it's uh, not every day is promised and all that stuff. So uh, sit back and enjoy this conversation and these songs from Murky. flavor of indiana tea are you drinking today i got that unsweetened green tea classic Mm -hmm. traditionally steeped Mm -hmm. (laughs) the smooth criminal as they call it i'm drinking the slightly sweet mostly green delicious uh level of sweetness it's just right uh i believe it was kaylee who said that she's from the South and she said it's a good sweet tea. So Southerner approved oh, sweet tea, right? I That's see. pretty good. Yeah, I wouldn't, I don't usually drink sweet tea, so I'm not a good uh, promotion for that one. But I like the green tea. There Smooth was, criminal. <laughs> <laughs> there was one time in high school, the acapella choir, we did a yearly choir tour. And we went to South Carolina, I think, I think it was my senior year, uh, we went to South Carolina, and the, so like we would sing at churches, Oh. and they would make us dinner, they'd like, part of the deal, like, of having a 
choir, like a, a decent choir. You. <laughs> yeah, they would like, we would stay with the host family. They would like have food for us and stuff. And oh. so we went to South Carolina. It was like, we got into some you got pretty good South cooking. Territory. And I remember <laughs> one of the churches, they made a sweet tea. Mm. And honestly, this was probably terrible that I did. But before we went on and sang a concert, I was guzzling sweet tea. Uh. Like, <laughs> up until like when we were in our robes about to like go circle up before we walked out into the sanctuary. I was like, hold on, guys, I got to get one more sip it was of this that sweet good, tea. Or... <laughs> yeah, it was so sugary, so sweet. Like, oh, my God. Uh, and so I since then have been searching for a good sweet tea. And this has... Uh, this has done it for me. Indiana tea. You find it at the farmer's market, the Bar Street Farmer's Market, and the health food shop at the very least. That's where that's where I get it. So Murky, welcome to the show. Oh, thank this you. is exciting. Thank you. This is exciting. <laughs> How are you? How are you uh, doing? I'm I feel excited. <laughs> In which is good and also scary, you know, like the feelings of excitement. Um, are <laughs> making my heart race, but I'm happy to be doing this. Good. I'm I'm totally brave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm happy. I'm happy we're doing this too. Uh, let's start with uh, talking about what you play, the ukulele. Yeah. How'd you yes. How'd you get into playing the uke? Like, <laughs> it's <laughs> Perfect sound bite. I, I need to get like a sound pad so I can have sound effects. And I yeah. want one of them to be just a an open ukulele strum. <laughs> My dog has fleas. <laughs> That's how I learned it. Yeah. Um, but like the, the uke, it's one of those instruments that like so many people have them. And it's like the easy instrument to pick up. Like... Mm. Um, I mean, I've dated multiple girls who had ukuleles, but like... Don't compare I'm, me to them. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to separate you from them here and uh, say uh. that you play it very well. And not to dog oh, on oh. them, but like... <laughs> roast I mean, they, it, sorry. I'm going to roast my axes here and say <laughs> that you play the uke better than they do. Well, um, did, did. I don't talk to them anymore. <laughs> but like, I, I guess how... Like, did it just come naturally to you, or did you make a conscious choice to go with the ukulele? So, I started, well, let's go back in time. Uh, I originally played, like, keyboard and sang uh, in, like, church uh -huh. settings, uh -huh. um, and then when I wanted to kind of have my own instrument a keyboard is not necessarily easy as like other instruments to get <laughs> um i actually tried guitar first because we were able to just get a guitar from somebody that wasn't using one and it's like okay um i'm not really good at guitar even now <laughs> but i i know a few chords um it was kind of <laughs> a little funny to me, but it was hard for me to play because I got little hands. <laughs> so my mom was like, let's try something smaller and get a ukulele. Yeah. This is the same principle. Yeah. Uh, and so then I did. I think I probably got my first ukulele when I was 15 or 16. Cool. Um, 
for Christmas, and it was like, this is, this is the one, boys. <laughs> nice. Is that this you? Are you still playing the same uh, one, or is this an update? I still have my OG uke, nice. but this is um, my newer one because my other one doesn't have, like, to plug in to cords. Uh -huh. <laughs> so nice. Nice. this one's my fancier one for when I play for other people, I guess. <laughs> cool. So you did it backwards. You started on guitar, figured out that you needed uh, something else to accommodate your tiny little fingers. Stop! <laughs> and, Don't say it like and, that. And went to the uke. I mean, that's, yes, that's cool. yes, it's the truth, though. <laughs> I feel like, like, I mean, to bring my ex-girlfriends back up, I feel like it was like their dad bought them a uke. <laughs> like I'm thinking of two of them and I'm pretty sure both of them the uke was bought by their dad for them uh, mm. out of a desire from the dad that they would play an instrument then play and me a song daughter eventually graduate to the guitar which is what he oh. wanted but they so it was like the it. training wheels yeah, oh. yeah, yeah so the uke was the training wheels and like I feel like they're lower cost like starter ukes are lower cost mm. than even starter guitars. Yeah, well, um, I mean, that and that was good for me, too, because that yeah. was one of the issues. Like, well, and now I have a keyboard, so I've been getting back into that, too, cool, which has cool. been very nice. But, you know, my the ukulele is my baby. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. Nice. Nice. <laughs> yeah, you make it sound really... And it, and it sounds good with your voice. Like, I feel like... I don't know. It's, the, it's it's right. It it did it jives with you well. When I um met someone today that I was talking with them about being a musician, and I told them that I played the ukulele, they said, "Yeah, you look like you would play the ukulele <laughs> and sing." <laughs> like, okay, at least it's yeah, on yeah. <laughs> on brand. <laughs> and you write your own songs too, right? Yes. Yeah. Which I um. <laughs> I don't know, playing music for other people is kind of relatively new in some ways. Like my own music, I said I would play church music back in the day, um, and I've always written songs, but uh, it's, you know, more for myself mm -hmm. as expressing and just... I mean, I don't know. It's fun to me. Like, I love just the process of it. But I know that um, other people want to hear, which is sometimes funny to me. <laughs> you know, obviously, when I was younger and starting writing music, my family would be like, oh, you wrote a song, you know. I've actually been writing forever because uh, I remember... <laughs> I had this like play guitar when I was young and uh, like writing a song about my little brother or just like random stuff and she'd be like, duh, duh, this is what's happening. Like, <laughs> it's just, it just was natural just to me. commentary. Yeah. <laughs> I was you. born to be a wandering minstrel, I believe, <laughs> but that profession's kind of been phased out of yeah. society. <laughs> Well, I'm trying to bring it back, so, you know. <laughs> I, doing us our society service. <laughs> I feel like that's what I've been able to do more. 
Ooh, that's just confirmation. Yes, I am bringing the wandering minstrel back. <laughs> um. <laughs> so, it, like, playing out is a new thing for you then? Like, playing live for people? Yeah, it's started with, like, oh, you know, I'm just going to share this with friends. And then they're like, more people need to hear this. You better post this on the internet. Uh-huh. And... I guess I do. (laughs) At least I try to. I think it's been fun to learn the recording part of it because it kind of brings like a new element into what I was already doing, if that makes sense. So it's like writing it and being able to play it for myself compared to, okay, now I have to learn how to be able to share this in a way that it sounds good, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been fun. It's not like I don't want to share. Sometimes I'm just like, wow, y'all really want to hear this? Like, <laughs> it's fun. Um, I really get to live my wandering minstrel dreams uh, right now. <laughs> you've been out to two of the night markets? You've been to the last yes. two? Yeah, yeah well, and I hope to go to the next one, too, yeah. Yeah. this Saturday. Well, which, I guess when this comes out it won't It'll be yeah. yeah sorry if you missed it to yeah. come next time i don't know when <laughs> listen to the last episode to get the update on that so get on it people keep current <laughs> <laughs> things are going on with me and murky it's exciting yeah it's been really cool having you out there like you yeah oh, we, we thanks we did that song, we did, uh, it was Somewhere Over, was it Somewhere Over the Rainbow? We did with Joey. Oh, uh, what a wonderful world. What a wonderful world. Yes. Yeah, 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 that was, that was really cool. I really enjoyed that. Um, I was just showing my mom that last night because, oh, cool. uh, I was trying to tell her who you were. With that. I was like, oh, I'm gonna be on my friend's podcast. She was like, who that? <laughs> <laughs> Not really, she's great. Um... <laughs> doesn't want to beat me up or anything, does she? You can ask her. <laughs> I, really, I hope she doesn't. I'm no, but uh, I watched it again, and I hadn't seen it for a while, yeah. like the video, and I was just like, we were such a baby. We were like, yeah. I don't know, we looked like babies. <laughs> it's like, what, five years ago? Four or five years yeah, ago? Yeah, yeah. Or at least, yeah. Yeah. Man, oh my goodness. Four times. I, wow. I don't even remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No, but it it was I don't know, it was cool to see that we I don't know, I guess I when I was watching it and like I knew that it, it said that you know like posted four years ago or whatever. Um just thinking about that we had been doing music for so long, or at least, you know, it's I don't know, just like wow, that what a wonderful world. <laughs> We're yeah. so right. <laughs> It turned out really good. Like I was really happy with how that whole thing ended up. It was yeah. it was a lot of fun. And like yeah, I mean that we that was pro- maybe the last time we kind of spent any significant time together. Yeah, because when Joey moved, yeah, that yeah. was kind of who had connected us at the uh-huh. time. Uh huh. Yeah. And so yeah, since the pandemic, we hadn't really been in touch. Um, so I'm glad we ran into each other this summer. That's happened a couple times to me, like running into people from the from before, the before time. times. I'm like, oh, You're back. 
we we both exist on the same planet. That's yeah. right. You're still in this town. <laughs> I'm in this town. Like holy cow, we should like Sometimes see each other. Sometimes you feel so big. Yeah, yeah. I heard like. Last year, 125,000 new people moved to Fort Wayne. Like, uh, the population grew by, like, 100,000 or so last year. I only heard that from really? one person, and I don't know where she heard it, but I was like, I feel holy. Like that makes I can sense. believe it. Like, yeah. riding my bike around downtown on a weekend, it's, like, bustling. Yeah. It's popping. You... I'm like, holy cow, this is, like, it used to be dead at this time, like, three mm. years ago and i mean granted three years ago we were in a pandemic so let me say five years ago when i was like riding my bike around downtown mm. like i don't know it's, it's it's been interesting and cool to see like i'm glad that there's more life happening i'm totally happy yeah. to see it like i love riding my bike through promenade park and like seeing a whole bunch of people just like yes. hanging out and going up to the food truck and stuff and it's yeah, a very good environment great. for minstrels as well. Yeah. Well, yeah. and I think about busking sometimes, even though I think you're not supposed to, but some friends that I have were like, it's fine if you just are like, sorry, and then you run away. <laughs> I would think so, yeah. yeah. Maybe I shouldn't admit to that on, <laughs> on air. <laughs> Anyways. hurt nobody. Yeah, I'm just Come trying on. to bring music to yeah. the people. <laughs> That's important. <laughs> but it is, I don't know, I've noticed that too, more busy downtown. And it makes me happy. I wonder if it's because people, like during the lockdown, were like, oh my god, I have a new appreciation for being able to leave my house. Mm -hmm. I'd like to imagine that's what it is mm -hmm. too. But also probably the population, because I remember seeing an article that said something about Fort Wayne being, like, one of the most affordable cities to live in. Mm -hmm. I feel like at mm -hmm. that time, if people saw that, they'd be like, that's where I'm going. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, and it's a good place to be. I really like it. There's cool stuff happening, like, lots of good music. I, like, have no shortage of people in mind to have on the show, like... Honestly, right now, I would, like, I think about it, and I'm like, man, I wish I was releasing more episodes, if there's so many people I want <laughs> to talk often, to, but, like, yeah. I, I, I'm sticking to my every two-week schedule, I think that, that sort of consistency is good for me now, and, like, uh, Gotta build the anticipation. Yeah, exactly, exactly, I can't give everything away at once, gotta have some, gotta have some downtime to build hype, you know, you know, I mean... People got these short-ass attention spans, but that doesn't mean I need to conform to the <laughs> system, man. <laughs> Never gonna let the man tell me what time to post my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, I do it on a Tuesday. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good day to release it. I, I didn't read any of the articles. I don't even know why I picked Tuesday. Tuesday again, no just, problem. <laughs> yeah. I think it just like worked out that the first one I had... I finished and, like, was ready to post it on a Tuesday. And, like, I think it's I'm like, well, I been guess... been chosen. Just now, I, the calendar, the sands of time, <laughs> decided that Tuesday beeth the birthday of mine show. Um, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't pay much attention to that. Like, I've, I've been thinking and think from time to time I should pay more attention to, like, 
my social media and like the the oh, yeah. business side of music. That is so and, hard. Like I know, but part of me like I also got it. I like read an email that I think was sent out from one of the execs execs at the School of Rock, mm. and it was about like the most important thing is to be a good player, and like all the the social media posting and knowledge mm. about the that side of music isn't going to do you any good if you suck. Well, like, that does make sense. <laughs> and like but then there's and that's not to say like well, that, yeah, that yeah, simple yeah. music isn't valued. Like I heard someone say like oh well, was Kurt Cobain a good guitar player and the person responded Kurt Cobain knew exactly as much as he needed to express what he was trying to say. And, like, that I think is really cool, like, that idea. That's beautiful. But, like, I... So, to kind of balance out what I'm saying, I brought that up. But I think, like, yeah, the value of being good at your craft is... I don't know if it's being lost, but, like, I feel like something... It's harder to balance. Well, so... Because I understand what you're saying about the social media stuff. I try to make, like, a Facebook artist page or you know, yeah. something more business-esque. Um, or, I don't know, try to learn a little bit about that stuff, but it takes a lot of time that I feel like... Uh, that was part of why I like playing live more, I think, than posting. Like, mm -hmm. I know that I need to tell people about when I'm playing and stuff, but posting things like clips of me playing to like oh I'm you know promoting this new song or you know stuff like that if you do get technical and like try to make it like okay this is the best time for posting and I don't know it, it it's different it takes so much time away from what I felt was what I actually wanted to do with my music mm -hmm. if that makes sense yeah yeah I don't I've I don't do that like I never really have maybe in in the past out of like self-consciousness like oh. oh i'm not good enough and i don't want people to hear this now it's not that like i do want people to hear my songs and stuff but like i kind of agree that or my my feeling is first off the energy expended on that doesn't seem to like pay off enough for me and like it also kind of lessens the value of the music in my eyes, like, if I'm, and, not, like, again, I don't want to dog on anybody who is doing this, trying Hipster. to, like, promote themselves. <laughs> I'm fucking underground, man. You gotta come and see me live. <laughs> no, I mean... Don't you win, you're square. <laughs> Sometimes I worry people are gonna feel like that because I don't know how to do, like, that sound. just like, you know what, man? Yeah, okay, and, my best. <laughs> and to be honest, in the end, I'm just lazy. I don't, I don't, I'm, I've, 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 I haven't, so I'm bad saying, at, it takes a lot of I'm mental energy. At, yeah, I'm bad at taking selfies because I just never started to try. Oh. Like, I'm sure if I practiced taking selfies, like, it's a skill. I realize that, like, figuring out how so to, true. like, pose yourself so that you don't look like a thumb, like, I feel <laughs> like I do in most of the pictures I take holding my phone out in front of me. I'm like, this is not... <laughs> Good. Like, I look in a mirror and I'm like, okay, I look okay. But then I, like, try to take a picture of myself with my self-facing camera. And I'm like, what? How? 
who, who, no, no one wants to see this. And so, like, I just, I don't know, I've never practiced that skill, and so now I'm this far along and bad at it, so, like, why start now? <laughs> you want a picture end, of me, lazy. take it yourself. <laughs> it's not good, it's not good they never end up i've tried i even like tried setting up like a photo shoot in here once to like try and get like a dj photo and i couldn't do it it ended up like i i, I don't know it just didn't turn out good and i never shared any of the photos if i if i didn't no. delete them i i might still have them but i think i i don't know i definitely didn't what? post them i used the photo i took of my backdrop for a cover for like a D uh, uh, mix that I released because the backdrop shot was the best one. And like, I, and that it's not like self consciousness per se. It's just like I don't feel like I have the ability to capture what I truly look like in real life on a camera. Like I, I realize the photographer's and then, eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I do see that as like a skill and something yeah. that like people have developed better. Well, I mean, that's me. why we pay photographers. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just, I can't, I haven't gotten on the social media game. But I, I am wanting to start releasing live recordings of my playing. Like, I'm planning on recording a live set at the uh, night market this Saturday, last okay. Saturday, by the time this is released. <laughs> um, and because I recorded the last market and it turned out sounding pretty good. Like I just did kind of a test run that night and like I recorded some of your songs and shared them with you and they turned out pretty yes. good. I recorded some of my songs and they turned I out pretty good. I was so glad when you told me that you recorded it because I didn't know that you did. <laughs> um, but it was just exciting because I was like, oh, that's awesome. Well, I been trying to like promote more like oh people come to the night market and hear me or um you know being able to tell people like come see me play live yeah, but yeah. you know being able to have something to show them like oh this is what it is yeah so yeah. it it was awesome and it sounded beautiful uh, -huh. uh yeah i hopefully we'll post it <laughs> before yeah. this comes out too but yeah, if so, send me a link, and I'll put it in the show notes. Ooh, yes. Link in bio. <laughs> Down below, I'm making the hand motions right now. <laughs> and so if you record it this next night market, I hope that you will share it with me, mm -hmm. too. Pretty please. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's been very awesome to have a music buddy <laughs> to yeah, record yeah, me. Yeah. Because I, I mean, like, I have people that will come and see me play sometimes, but, um, I don't know, it's different to be now meeting people in the music scene, if I can <laughs> say. Um, I think that's another thing about Fort Wayne that has been a pleasant surprise since I started playing live, is everybody has been very nice to me. Yeah. Not that I... I don't know, I guess I was thinking it would be like the movies where nobody talks to you for years <laughs> until one person's like, I guess you're not that bad, kid. And then <laughs> but um, it's it's been really good meeting different people and experiencing their music and, I don't know, just hearing about different opportunities in town where it's like, okay, there are plenty of places that I can go to play live. Yeah. And... 
Um, well, this is also going to be passed by the time the podcast comes out, but I'm going to be playing at the Tall Rabbit Cafe um, Sunday for the Fort Wayne Open Streets event, which I'm so, so excited about because um, they had actually messaged me about it, so I was just like, who, me? <laughs> cool. Yeah, what's up? Um, yeah, and I, apparently it's like, I mean, I've never been to the Open Streets event, but it looks like a fun thing going on, being able to walk around through the streets. I sometimes would do that at like 3 a.m., you know, and there's no cars on the road, and they'd be like, yes, I can walk in the street. <laughs> but now, it's during the day. <laughs> yeah, those... And I get to sing to people. <laughs> That's awesome. Heck yeah. I hope it goes well. I'm not sure if oh, I'll be thanks. able to make it. No, I'm you'll be down. out of town. Yeah. 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 I'm going to Indy uh, to see Tim Heidecker. And <laughs> that would be amazing. I'm too. So <laughs> Maybe not as cool as my show, but whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll have to settle for Tim Heidecker <laughs> since I can't see Murky. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know what to say. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm glad to see that you're getting out and playing more places. Um I'm one of those people that is trying to prod you out into the music scene some more. Like you're you're writing good songs and like I I enjoy having a front row seat to hear you play and it's it's yeah. And I mean like through doing this podcast I've gotten to connect with like, a good amount of musicians so far, and, like, it, it blows my mind how there's, like, so many cool, talented, and, like, intelligent, mus musically-minded people, like, right here within the city limits of Fort Wayne. Um, hmm. It's, it's, I feel kind of ridiculous how much we're talking up our town right now. I know, but this like, is I don't Fort know, Wayne commercial. They should be paying us to yeah, the visit, website visit for Fort the Wayne. city. <laughs> Come sponsor me. Give me some money. I'll do, well, I'll do an ad. I'll do an ad for Visit Fort Wayne. You're sure. literally holding down the fort. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm this is your job. Like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like they should be paying me, right? <laughs> Get it together. Come on, Tom. I'll make some calls. Tom. Oh, he said Tom. <laughs> Call him out. Call out the big oh, man yeah. himself. I know you listen. <laughs> or let me be real. Chuck, Chuck wants ah. my money. It's <laughs> great. I love, I love giving Chuck Sirach shade. Like, I... <laughs> He's, he's, he's great. Great guy. I've never actually met him. I hear he plays a mean saxophone, though. Oh. Yeah, like Sweetwater All-Stars. I guess it's like people who are like OG Sweetwater um, employees mm. and they have like a Sweetwater band. Oh. And Chuck, I don't know if he always does or from time to time plays saxophone with the Sweetwater All-Stars down at the club room. It'd be cool to catch him sometime. I bet yeah. that'd be fun. I like saxophone. My mm -hmm. cousin that I lived with before where I'm living now played saxophone. Nice. And, well, it would be only every once in a while that I could convince him to play for me, but it was beautiful every time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Yeah, the saxophone's an awesome instrument, man. I was always like at the top of my list of instruments that I wish I could play. Saxophone's yeah. pretty close to probably like the top three. It's like those wind instruments I think are really cool. Like trumpet, saxophone or two that Is that your I top enjoy. two? Or wait, I'm I'm interested in what your top three instruments are. I'm thinking I mean, of mine. Probably number one instrument I wish I could play is piano. Like oh. if I I feel like music would be like especially getting into electronic music mm. like wanting to do more of that like having an understanding i mean i'm sure i'm gonna have to learn now and i have my sister's keyboard in my music awesome. room the next wall over so eventually i'm gonna bust that out and start playing around with that thing but yeah that's the number one i m instrument i wish i was more experienced with is the piano and then mm. probably trumpet, and then probably saxophone. Yeah. Wowie. Yeah. I think I really like, um, <laughs> like, violin strings, oh, yeah. or was it, like, violas, the mm. higher one? I think that sounds so pretty. I know that's really random, but... <laughs> no, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I like the sound of a flute, but, man... I don't, the wind instruments are really hard, and I know that, so I feel like that disqualifies them. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to learn how to play the, what is that, slide guitar, oh, or what? Yeah, lap steel. Lap oh, steel yeah, guitar, like yeah. That, yeah. I always thought that sounded beautiful. Um, yeah. My mom used to listen to Alan Krauss, Alison Krauss, right? When I was oh, yeah, going up yeah, bluegrass, yeah. like. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Jerry Garcia played some lap steel guitar. Oh. Yeah, they're, they're, every once in a while, there's a dead show where they Jerry, bust it out. Jerry goes over and plays a lap steel. I think once John Mayer did with Dead and Company, mm -hmm. who I can think of, he played like a lap steel slide guitar for something or something. That's I don't amazing. remember. Yeah. Well, and I've been listening to the Grateful Dead more, so I'll have to, like, listen for, which, you know, thanks to you, your podcast episode, I was like, I think there's something to this here. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. Infecting your mind with yes. the dead. Oh, man. <laughs> it's congrats, too late for me. Yeah. The bus. <laughs> ah, oh, no. <laughs> Clapping. Uh -huh. Yeah, it's it's over. <laughs> it's all over. <laughs> yeah, all dead ahead. No stopping. Yeah. I knew it was when I was singing Casey Jones in the shower. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that's what you know. <laughs> You're in deep, man. You're in for life. Yay. Yay. I don't know if you noticed, but the, I have a Grateful Dead sock on my mic to act as a, a, a pop the filter. <laughs> it actually works great. Like, I used that when I recorded the radio show, and I was able to get, like, right on top of that thing, and I even, like, did some, like, a couple <laughs> tests, and I was like, okay, this is working. A sock. A and it came sock. through for you again. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and I, like, fixed it so that you can just read dead on there. I was like, I gotta make it look cool if there's a sock on my mic at the very least. <laughs> Yeah, I think man. it looks great. 
Thank you. Thank you. I'm pretty, I'm pleased with my setup. Yeah. Pretty pleased with it. I feel so, um, fancy, or like, I guess, being in a podcast, I'm like, yes, people think I'm a real musician. <laughs> like, I, I guess I am, but, you know, I'm was telling some people and they were like, what? Oh my gosh, you're famous. <laughs> but, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm claiming that. <laughs> well, in my book, there are like two check marks that make you a professional at something. Mm. The first is, and really, you don't even need both of them. If you have both of them, you're definitely a pro. <laughs> first one is if you get paid for it. If you ever get money for it, you're a professional. Second wow. one is if you just say you're a professional. <laughs> if you say you're a professional at something, I think you're pretty close to being there. Because what people are going to be uh, like, I don't believe you? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could be proved wrong. People could disagree with you, but you say you are. Yeah. So, you they're know, wrong. <laughs> yeah, you can just say that they're wrong. <laughs> I kind of came to that. I was like, you know, I, I might wonder, if, am I a professional musician? Yes, I am. I say I am. What did Descartes say? I think, therefore, I am. I don't agree with much of what he said. I think he was a little loco, but I think I am a professional musician. Therefore, I am. (laughs) You know, I've recently I've been listening to some lectures, and it's it's come up in a couple of different places where someone talk talks about Rene Descartes, the father of like modern philosophy and wisdom. He was the guy that said, I think, therefore I am. Like, the father of the modern view of consciousness and, like, the the view of the world that is held in the majority of the Western part of it. Mm. He got his ideas when he had a dream on, like, the battlefield. An angel came to him and said... Something, it was something like, the way to understand the world is in number and measure. And so he woke from this dream where an angel tells him this, and then he goes, no, he's the father of modern materialism. That's Mm. it. And, like, this is the guy that's, like, like, you know, if it doesn't think, if it doesn't have consciousness, it doesn't exist. It's like, that's the thing that makes us. I think I exist, and therefore I do exist. And anything that doesn't think it exists cannot exist. Like, it's, and, and like, it's materialism. It's like mm. the idea that only the solid stuff that exists and can be seen and can be measured is what is real. Well, kind of, I mean, my experiences have shown me that there's way more to the world than what I can see and what I can feel and like what I can measure with my limited senses. Yeah. And even (laughs) that um, idea alone, I mean, I'm just thinking about the things that I perceive in my thoughts. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Where it's like my thoughts be doing things where I I don't even understand if... (laughs) Like, I don't know how to make this make sense, but it's like if I randomly think of something to do, and I'd be like, oh, I don't know why I'm going to do this, but I guess I am, and then I do it, and it ends up being like, uh, leads to a cool thing. I'm like, was that, why Why did that happen in my thoughts? Like, I don't know how to explain it, but I think my point is, even our thoughts lead to things that we don't understand. Mm-hmm. And like there's so much that 
is to be perceived. I mean, mm. don't they say um, human vision? I don't know if this is true either, but it's like we can only perceive what, like, some small percentage of visible light. Uh-huh. Uh, so that alone, I feel like, yeah. should <laughs> probably tell us that Yeah. there's things we're not perceiving. Like, uh-huh. hmm. Yeah, like the fact that there is a term visible light means yeah. <laughs> there's invisible light. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like, I, and, yeah, that idea that all there is is, there is, 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 is. Uh, <laughs> the, like, material nature of the world like it exists i i i definitely like believe that like and have like i've been talking to a friend of mine who's an artist and she does like soul portraits and Mm. works with like the sacred sensual and Mm. described that as finding a connection to the divine in our universe through like felt experience through like the senses mm. through being in yeah. a meat suit we can connect to like the divine nature of our world which That's for me idea. like i I've, I've been steeped up in buddhism and like buddhism can get in my opinion pretty heady like it can get like yeah. be up in in your mind you know it's like all this talk of like karma and like cause and effect and like other planes of consciousness and like spiritual planes and stuff and like sometimes buddhism just like that i if i think about it too much i forget that i'm in a human body yeah like and my my teacher last time he was in town like laid out that the the only things and i really appreciated hearing this because it kind of grounded everything a bit but he said The only thing the human body, that a human being needs to do is eat, sleep, and shit. (laughs) That's all you have to do. Anything else is just, like, really just extra. Like, all you have to do is put food in your body, rest at the end of the day, and then excrete your waste products. Would you, well... But then the beauty that I see in the fact that we are in these meat suits is that we can come together and like sit down and record a podcast and like play ukulele and play songs. We Ah. have like humans have an ability to like ascend beyond the base existence of eat, sleep, shit. (laughs) And like, I think people sometimes forget that. Mm. And like, I've definitely forgotten it and taken for granted the fact that I'm in a meat suit that has all albeit limited senses, senses that perceive music and the smell mm. of flowers and like the colors of the, the sky when the sun of the sets. World. Yeah, yeah. And like mm. I don't know, that that's uh, that that thing that my my friend said about like getting in touch with the divine through the felt experience helped has has been real grounding for me lately. It's like okay, good. Like, yeah, it's not. It, I and I think I I I brought this up when we were talking about thoughts because like, in Buddhism there is this idea that you are not your thoughts. Mm. It's like yeah, mm. the thoughts come up and they arise and then just like the flowing river, they pass away the same 
as they came. And so like, you know, it's in this process of like trying to like of self-discovery and like searching (laughs) ridiculous as much as I don't know if that's an accurate term for like what I'm doing out here but like to try and find to try and see past the thoughts that can be so distracting sometimes I gotta remember I'm in a meat suit I'm experiencing things yeah Yeah. I should like drink some water and like go outside (gasps) and smell the fresh air like maybe that's all I need to reset myself instead Mm. of like all the other stuff that I can get caught up trying to do to, like, make myself feel better or something. Mm. When, like, so uh, m- most of the time if I just, like, went outside and looked at the sky, that'd make a hell of a difference. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, beautiful that you talk about it because I feel like in my life in general, um, recently... That's been something that I've been trying to learn because um, I've actually had, like, this is a little sensitive topic, but um, I had some experiences with, like, basically dissociative issues, um, which is, like, you're not in your body kind of I mean uh-huh. it's complicated I don't yeah. talk about it all but something that I've been learning is how to actually get back in my body sometimes <laughs> if I'm feeling like um my natural response to being overwhelmed is to be like yeet like you know <laughs> <laughs> um oh, so I, yeah. I think that it's it's beautiful that you say that because that has been something like okay you know, trying to focus on being in your body, like, there's good parts about it, you know, even yeah. when, even if you feel, you know, stressed or, or whatever, like, trying to find ways that I can still connect with with my body and not um, neglect it, I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or, like, shut out that information. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, I don't know if I've ever had, like, legit disassociation but when I was a kid I had night terrors Mm. and I don't know if you know what those are um but like sleepwalking nightmares that were like (laughs) (laughs) until I like went back through them in a, a really intense meditation as an adult were like like I mean my night terrors were scarier than the worst bad trips Mm. I've had by far and like it has kind of frightened me at times that like my brain just was able to come up with scarier stuff than like mushrooms or LSD could (laughs) like the things that people are like this is the worst thing you might ever face like actually my brain's done worse for me already when I was six (laughs) like this is fine I'm like this is all you got (laughs) I don't know but I think that was, those were, like, disassociative episodes, like, because I would be... Mm, I get what you're saying, Totally, I would be walking around, but I would, what I was perceiving was not the, like, real world, like, it was a dream being cast over. That's kind of a good comparison, yeah. And I, I think about this every once in a while, I had an interesting experience in like a metaphysical shop in Chicago Mm. I was up there for a visit and had some extra time so stopped in a crystal shop just like cool you know "Eh, we got got enough (laughs) pretty rocks 
And while looking at Pretty Rocks, I overheard a lady saying to the person behind the counter that her son was having night terrors. Mm. And she was in there, like, trying to look for something to help her son because, like, no one, you know, no, doctors couldn't do yeah. anything for her. I guess I'll go to the crystal shop. And I, like, kind of let her talk. I lit o over, like, kind of listened in. I was eavesdropping. Okay. I do it. <laughs> and, and, but I then went up to her and I said, hey, like, I heard what you were saying and I had night terrors when I was a kid. And I, like, told her the thing that, I think ended up helping me the most, like helping me get out of them mm. was bringing myself into my physical body. Like just even just like looking at my hands and being like, okay, yeah. I'm, I have human hands. I have a human head and a human face. <laughs> I'm perceiving out of human eyes. This and is like, what's okay, going this on. is what I'm yeah. in. I'm in the meat suit. And cause like, I remember the last, like, bad one I had I was in eighth grade on our eighth grade class trip it sucked oh no um, but I like had a night tear in the hotel room I was sharing with three of my classmates and went into the bathroom and just like flipped on the light and looked at myself in the mirror and for some reason the bathroom wall created a force field and the scary stuff of the night terror was blocked by the force field. Oh. And so I just looked at myself in the mirror, eighth grade, and I was like, you're having a night terror. It's not actually happening. It's just a dream. You're good. And I did that for, I'm not sure how long, <laughs> but yeah. until like it stopped. And I just like kind of reminded myself, looking myself in the eyes, <laughs> kind of intense experience. Well, yeah. yeah, it was actually really intense. But like that was, as far as I can remember, the last actual night terror mm -hmm. I had. And I've heard like a lot of people grow out of them. Um, but yeah, it was that thing, kind of like you were saying, of like bringing yourself into the physical body to help bring you out of that disassociative state mm. was the thing that ended up helping me get out of a night terror. That's really, I mean, that's really yeah. interesting. That's, I mean, and it makes sense. I think, wow. Hmm. Sorry. I just got to take that in a little bit. Me too. <laughs> uh, my heart was racing when you were talking about looking at yourself in the mirror. Oh my God. Yeah. I could imagine how, yeah. Oof. The, Yeah. Um, and no drugs. <laughs> just natural, drugs. just happening yeah, it was just to you. My brain. Yeah, that's like, always the crazy. thing. It's because weird. I mean, it's so odd. If people, so, sometimes I worry, like if people will say, like, "Oh, you're just a hippie," like that you're crazy or whatever about certain experiences that I've had. I try to remind myself, like, before I have taken any substance ever in my life. I have had experiences that felt, yeah, crazier than drug trips, basically. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's, so, you know, you, you can say whatever you want to say, like, <laughs> mm -hmm. it's, yeah. Like, when you get out into the real world, it's even stranger <laughs> than you could have imagined. <laughs> like, okay, this is a part, but, like, everything, else, like, I mean, what we were saying about our limited perspective, like, mm. there's even only so much that we can take in. And then there's all this stuff we can take in that we're just, like, not exposed to. Like, I've mm. been watching this YouTube channel where a guy goes to different communities and, like, talks yeah. to the locals. Mm -hmm. And it's been really interesting because it's, like, seeing into people who are 
living lives every day mm. that are totally different from mine. It's like their daily experience from like midnight to midnight is completely different from me, but also seeing our shared humanity. Like, oh, I could have mm. a conversation with that person and it'd be super cool. Yeah. Like, I would love talking to this person who lives completely differently from how I do. Um, like, I think that's, I don't know, it's really neat. Yeah, I get that. that. I think it's like, because I feel that way too, even with um, friends that I have, if their lives are different than mine, it kind of makes it neat in a way, because it's like, I get to learn about something that I would not normally ever be experiencing, at least in my mm -hmm. own life, you know, like, it, it's, it's like getting to hear about, like, a bonus story, you know, in this reality that I experience. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's like their different perspective kind of adds to mine, you know, makes it feel bigger, <laughs> at least yeah. a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's part of, like, what's so cool about music, because we mm. can, like, share experiences, and, like, I heard, I was listening to Mr. Bill talk the other days, like, one of my favorite DJs, music producers, and he was talking about how music, like, it, it brings up emotion in people, and that's part of what's so cool about it, mm. and, like, the fact that music has this ability to, like, like when I listen to a song and it's emoting or like emoting some th some emotion or telling some story that's similar to an emotion I felt or an experience I've gone through, it like simul it simultaneously like does that broadening yeah. thing. Like you were just saying, like it makes me but realize for your heart oh, instead yeah. of your brain as much that yeah, makes sense yeah wow, that's blowing yeah. my mind i'm just like thinking about music as uh, it's like a different form of communication yeah but wow hmm, that's beautiful mm -hmm. speaks to the soul yeah <laughs> yeah yeah man that well and you know that's sometimes why i worry about my um, you know, my music that I write, um, it's very personal, and I know that when I'm singing it, I definitely feel it, um, so, you know, I sometimes wonder, it's like, I can't believe people want to feel this pain with me right now, but I guess that's beautiful in its own way, too, mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. it kind of does help me realize more um how as normal it is in a way like when you're going through difficult emotions sometimes it can feel like <laughs> because you know things are personal and that's true but emotions are universal i think as um humans so, mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, 100%. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a cool thing, music. <laughs> I am. Um, some of my songs, too, I feel like 
have to do with the feeling of mm, being, I guess, like, the difficulty of, of wanting to be in my body and, like, in this life. And I think it's been interesting to see how even, like, the progression of how I write things um, while learning, like, okay, maybe I feel differently about this. I don't know. It's, it feels like my autobiography. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I think that even if that's all it ever is in the sense of like, maybe I'll never get good at recording and I'll just have to rely on you. <laughs> but either way, I feel very happy that over all this time I've still written, even if I haven't felt able to share everything, you know, that mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it it feels cool that I've still done it and that I have it. And it's like, hmm, my songs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, some, sometimes they feel like like placeholders, mm. like a song, like now that Landmark. there's some songs I've written, like, I mean, that I wrote like four or five years ago or so, Yeah. and I can like look back on those times and where I was when I wrote those, mm. and kind of, yeah, revisit the emotional space, the headspace, and see like, okay, I'm different now. Yeah, being able and to... And it's, it's cool. Like the other day I was that. thinking about like, <laughs> wow, the songs I'm writing these days sound a lot happier. Oh, yay. <laughs> I think that's a good thing. Yes. That's a good, I take it as a good sign. I'd, I'd, I'd much, much rather release, even if they're about sad things. Yeah, I like, get you. Like they sound like, it just sounds like it's there's a better energy. It comes out through the like. <laughs> Um, not always just the words, but it's just like the the way you play your instrument mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. like what you add to it. Yeah, yeah, I get that for for sure. I'm gonna start with this um one. I call it "Die for You." Um, it's one of the first songs that I wrote when I like started really putting more effort into writing my songs with the intent to play for other people so it's kind of special to me
audience of one I could ask for. <laughs> um, ta-da! <laughs> that was great. Thank you, thank you. Next, I am gonna play... <laughs> I'm gonna play your favorite song, <laughs> which is called I Love You which is one of the happier sounding songs that I have. Um, even if the words are kind of a double take on that, but uh, <laughs> it is, it is happy, it is. When, when you think about it, it is. <laughs> Since I met you 
yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do like that one a lot. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I always get a little bit um, excited, just the vibe. I'm like <laughs> dancing over here. You can't see it, but it's happening. <laughs> um, I actually saved the saddest one for last, I think, so... We'll prepare for that. Also, <laughs> I'm just going to scooch back a little bit for the fact that I know the the passion can arise from this one. And this song also was um, written by my friend Isola. Well, co-written, but they had posted a poem of theirs and... Um, I asked if I could make a song out of it because it was beautiful and it touched my heart, even it's very sad, but, um, <laughs> uh, I think it's one of my favorite songs, like, to, to play, um, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Isola. get in the headspace for this one. for me Ooh, 
show for playing your songs and sharing your time and your talents i really appreciate it and i am certain that the listeners will as well shout out to the listeners yeah i mean it's busy i'm i'm busy out here more so than i'd like to be so if you're taking time out of your day out of your busy schedule and out of your life to listen to this. Uh, thank you for that, for giving me a little bit of your precious time and attention and spending it, I don't know, with me, I guess. <laughs> so uh, if, if, if you are listening, please, please say, say, Hey, I want to, I'm thinking about making a, a, an email or something where people could send in messages uh, or like, I, I'd like to interact with the audience more in some way. So if any of you, if I run into any of you in real life and you, you heard that and it sounds like something you might be interested in, let me know. Um, it, it's not hard to make an email. So, I mean, really I could just do it. I probably should just do it myself. Um, instead of asking my listeners to tell me what to do like that honestly i think that's just lazy so i'm gonna make an email address or something where people could send in messages and if you want to do that um you know ha happy birthday to your grandma i'll tell i'll say happy birthday to your grandma on air free of charge you know what's that service where people pay celebrities to um to take videos <laughs> of themselves saying stuff i'll do that for you uh for free just to get your grandma to listen to the show i want your grandma to listen 
I, if, if my grandma is listening, thanks, grandma. I appreciate it. Um, I'll see y'all next time.